You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. And on today's show, we're going to talk all about the MLB postseason and talk about previewing the ALCS. How did we get here? How do we already finish most of the postseason or onto the championship series? Well, the Tampa Bay Rays won an extraordinary game six. I mean, that game six or five, excuse me, that game five was amazing. Great pitching on both sides. Some interesting calls by the home plate umpire, which has been a trend all, you know, all postseason long. The Rays simply had more talent. They simply had more talent than the New York Yankees. And that was it. It wasn't anything fancy. They have an amazing manager, so they have the better manager. They have the better pitching staff. And they play to their strengths better. And they don't have someone you look at as their guy. You don't look at anyone in that lineup as someone who you absolutely have to pitch around. Because they can all beat you. And they can all pick each other up. And that's what makes the race so good. The pressure is not on three or four guys in that lineup. The pressure isn't on anyone. Because they all know that all they have to do is have a good at-bat. If I have a good at-bat, the guy behind me is going to have a good at-bat. And eventually, these good at-bats will string together, get runs, and we'll win the game. Because the pitching is so awesome. And Diego Castillo is incredible. I mean, Randy Azario has turned into Babe Ruth. What the Rays have done in this postseason, in this season, albeit only 60 games and expanded postseason and all that's gone into it, they have proven from start to finish they're the best team in the AL. At every turn, they've proved to you they're the very best team in the AL. It's time to believe that the Rays are the best team in the AL. And I think... In this matchup with the uh, Astros, they're going to take care of the Astros in short order because the Astros have no pitching. And again, it's not like this this Rays team has a juggernaut lineup of guys you should be deathly afraid of, although you should be deathly afraid of playoff Randy Rosario, apparently. But you would take the Astros lineup, I think, over the Rays lineup just on paper. But in reality, this Rays lineup just does its job. It's as simple as that. And then the pitching staff for the Rays is sensational they tossed a Cy Young winner yesterday they're going to toss Charlie Morton today then they're going to go with Tyler Glass now who has a Cy Young future eventually Tyler Glass now will win a Cy Young I thought he was going to win one this year obviously that will not happen this year but eventually Tyler Glass now will win a Cy Young and then their bullpen is just so incredible I think they have the best closer in baseball uh, You know, I think they have the two best relievers in baseball maybe uh, with uh, Castillo and also uh, Nick Anderson. 
the Rays have the third lowest payroll in baseball, I believe. They are everything that the Royals should strive to be. But the problem is, the Royals do not have the same front office. And it's not necessarily just talent evaluation. It's the culture. The Royals want you to be one big happy family. To love each other. They want you to feel like these players are your friends and your family members. And they want the players to feel like this organization is their family. And there's nothing wrong with that on the surface level. But in a small market, that's only going to get you so far. And it can win you a World Series. It takes 30 years, but it can win you a World Series, as we just saw. What the Rays do, though is they strictly look at things from a business standpoint, from a baseball standpoint. No feelings attached. Is this player still good? Yes or no? No? Okay, so I'm going to trade him. Chris Archer was a huge fan favorite in Tampa Bay. Chris Archer had some great years in Tampa Bay, but they realized his decline. They realized his decline, his decline quickly. They didn't try to save him. They didn't try to you know, allow him to have a bounce back year. They didn't try to keep him too long. They traded him immediately as they saw that, that decline to Pittsburgh when his value was at its, its close to highest form. And they got back two guys who have made an incredible impact in this series. And that's Austin Meadows, who hit the home run against the Yankees, and Tyler Glass now, who's been their best pitcher and pitched game one and game five in that Yankee series and, and got them to a win. The Rays do everything right. For a small market team, they operate the smartest I've ever seen an organization operate. They don't care what, what the fans say. They don't care about trading guys like Kevin Longoria. They don't care about trading fan favorites. They don't care about any of that. They care about winning baseball. They care about playing winning baseball and doing everything right. They don't care if you know the 26 men on the roster. They don't care if you know one person on the roster. They don't care. They care if they're winning games or not. They don't care about having a lifetime achievement award. They don't care about you know having a... A, a, a Mr. Ray who is just the, the tenured Ray that's been there forever. They, they care about production. And that's how they've sustained the success so much. And again, you can win with the model Kansas City is trying to do. This culture of we love you, you're our guy, you're a fan favorite, we're keeping you around forever. That can win. It takes longer, but that can win. And it has won. And it hopefully will win again. And I think that the Royals are on track to be pretty good in the next two years. Probably not next year, not going to be pretty good. You know, next year, I think they're going to be average, but a competitive average. What I mean by that is, is yeah, you're going to lose games, but you're going to see the writing on the wall. Next year reminds me of 2013. Now, that does not mean that the, that the following year that they're going to go to the World Series. But next year reminds me of 2013, in which 2013, you didn't make the postseason. You just didn't. But you were right there. You were competitive. And you could talk yourself into, okay, this is it. This is the core that will do it. And I don't think anyone after 2013 thought they'd go to the World Series in 2014. But they made the playoffs. And that would be the next logical step. I think that next year is the last year in which you do not go into the season holding them accountable to make the postseason. I think that's the last year. And a lot of that has to do with my faith in Bobby Witt Jr. and these young pitchers. But... I've always said that they've done the hardest part to me. If you believe that all these pitchers are going to pan out, which I do, and obviously they're not all going to pan out, 
that's unrealistic, but I think that the majority of them will pan out. I think Brad Keller has already panned out, which is incredible. I think that Brady Singer has already panned out, which is incredible. Look at the last seven starts he made in, the, in his career uh, as a rookie of the season. I think that Daniel Lynch will pan out whenever he gets his shot. I think that there's still a lot, a lot, a lot to like about Chris Bubich. And giving them another year to ripen up and to become who they need to become, that's a four-headed monster right there. And We haven't even talked about half their pitchers. They've drafted 50 million college pitchers. Asa Lacey wasn't even discussed in that top four. And he is an, an old college pitcher. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as he is already almost there. He's a college guy. And he's been in college for three or four years. At a prestigious university in the sense of, I mean, Texas A&M is a good, is a good baseball school. He is on the doorstep. It's not like you draft a high school guy where you've got to wait five years. He's on the doorstep of the big leagues already. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I'd be more surprised if he doesn't play next year than if he does, Asa Lacey. So you've already got that, that foundation, in my opinion, to be a really good team. And that will take you to certain heights, including a World Series. But for sustainability and for sustained success, I think you have to be a little bit more shrewd in a small market. I think that you cannot be this family-oriented, family-friendly organization. In a small market. I understand the appeal to that. I understand that this is a losing argument because everyone wants to be family-friendly and a family organization and, and the good guys. And I love that this organization has such a high reputation. I love it. It's much better than the alternative. I love that people around baseball actively praise Kansas City. Players, media members, owners, everyone praises Kansas City. You can you cannot find a person within baseball to say a bad thing about Kansas City. I love that. But how far is that going to take you? Because you're setting that up, and that's great. You have a great reputation, but does that get you any players in return? I don't think so. You still, even though you have this great reputation, have to make the, the smart baseball moves. And if that's trading Salvador Perez, if that's trading Whit Merrifield, if that's trading some of these veterans that are really good, so be it, if that's best for your team. Now, I don't know if that's best for your team, and we'll talk about that all offseason long. We'll talk about that those trades all offseason long, I promise. But watching the Rays is what you should hope the Royals will become. A small market who is able to sustain themselves and able to have success. The Rays are on a heck of a run, and it does not seem to be ending anytime soon because they still have the best farm system in baseball. They still have the best farm system in baseball, and they're going to go to the World Series. That's incredible. And I do think that this run that we're about to go on in Kansas City is going to be much longer than the 2014-15 teams because I think it's going to happen quicker for this core. I don't think that you're going to go to the World Series and then turn around three years later and they're going to be gone. It's not going to happen in the blink of an eye like that. I think that, you know, we just spent one year of Brad Keller. Excuse me, we just spent one year of Brady Singer, right? You know, that, that whole year he pitched, it counts against him. He has a year of service time now. You get six of them for free. He cannot leave Kansas City until the six years are up. At least. And let's just say you waste next year in the sense of you don't make the playoffs, okay? Then you've wasted two years, and that's fine. You still have a ton of baseball left of his career. That would mean that in year three, four, five, and six, I can see Kansas City being competitive and going to the postseason and winning baseball games, winning baseball games, hopefully in year five or six, winning a World Series. 
But three, four, five, and six, I think, is the window for this team. Because, again, they didn't make the postseason this year. I don't think that they're going to make it next year. But the year after that, they should put themselves in position to make the postseason and to be very good in the postseason. And I've always said along, once you get in the postseason, it doesn't matter. If you get in the postseason, it does not matter how good or bad you are. Get in the dance and let's see what happens because baseball is wild. You can make a, a strong argument that Kansas City should not have had either of their, of their postseason runs. Because you can make the argument that they should have lost to Oakland. You can make the argument that they should have lost, lost to Houston and Toronto. And there are some Met fans who make the argument that you shouldn't have won the World Series even though they won in five games. I don't think that that's kind of realistic. But you can make a legitimate argument that they got lucky against Oakland, lucky against Houston, lucky against Toronto. And that's not to knock the amazing run Kansas City won on. That's to show in detail how fickle baseball is and how and how just heartbreaking baseball is for those for those other franchises that weren't you. You got to the mountaintop. They didn't because of you and because of, of the luck or fortune you had on your side. So you just got to get in the dance. And, and all that to say, I do think that this core specifically – with these college pitchers, with Bobby Witt Jr., I think that this course specifically will have a larger window than the last one. Because I think that you're going to start winning, not not this upcoming season, but the season after that, you're going to start winning baseball games. And you're going to start being competitive. And you're going to start going to the postseason. And that's without understanding and knowing what the moves are going to be this offseason, what the moves are going to be next offseason, how the draft's going to unfold. But beyond that... How do you sustain success in the big leagues and, and in a small market? It's by doing what the Rays have done. It's by trading guys off at their highest value. And sometimes it's a heartbreaking move. Sometimes it just is. But you've got to do what's best for your team. And can Kansas City do that? Can Kansas City make the heartbreaking moves? Maybe they can. But they have not proven it to this point. The bottom line is, no matter, no matter if they do or don't make those heartbreaking moves, they're still in great position to be a great team in two or three years. So you just got to hold on a little bit longer before we get to that mountaintop again in Kansas City. But you should not hold on. You should go right now to BuiltBar.com and put in the code Locked On and get 20% off your next order because Built Bars are a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. You're going to want to get your hands on some Built Bars because Built Bars are soft and easy to chew. They have 100% chocolate on the outside. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. They have six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on some Built Bars today. My favorite has been the banana nut bread, but I'm eyeing that cookies and cream as sneaking into my top pick for Built Bars. Again, BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on, $20 off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on, $20 off your next order. $20 off your next order. So we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So I want to give my predictions for the Rays and Astros series. The Rays took game one, and I put out there my prediction. My prediction is that the Rays will win in short order. That's five games or six games. I'm going to go with five games for the Rays. I think that they're just an, a, a better team than the Astros. I really do. I mean, the Astros have no pitching. Even Zach Grinke, Royals legend, is nowhere close to the Zach Grinke we all know 
and if he's not good and you've already beat the race you know on, on game one and Lance McCullers is really really special as a pitcher but we've seen the postseason that he is not the most reliable I think that you're gonna win this series quickly if you're the race and so tomorrow we'll continue talking about the postseason we'll preview the NLCS and talk all about Kansas City. And let me know what you guys think about the future of the Royals. Are you as optimistic as I am about the future? Do you think that this this core will win more than the last one did? Will the, will the run in Kansas City for this core be longer than two postseasons? Because I certainly do, especially with the expanded postseasons, which goes in their favor, of course. But even without that expanded postseason, I think that they're already set up for a really good, successful run in Kansas City. And I cannot wait to follow along, cover it, and all that jazz. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Lockdown Royals.